All right. Welcome to the one-year anniversary edition of From Aid Arbitration. What about that? Can you believe it's been one year already that I've been doing this podcast? That's crazy. 50-something episodes in a year. Uh, and hey, we're just getting started. Ain't that right? <laughs> one-year anniversary. So, happy anniversary to From Aid Arbitration. I do want to say thank you to all those that have been guests on here that have helped me along the way. I appreciate you more than you know. I do want to say thank you to Jeremy McCall for making From Aid Arbitration the website, uh, to Miss Lindsay Brise on uh, making the Facebook page. I really appreciate both of y'all. I do. I remember when I was contacted a little over a year ago about the possibility of doing a podcast. As with anything, I was skeptical. First off, I don't listen to podcasts. I didn't even know how to do one, so I had to research that. But I had some some people that I look up to, that I respect, encourage me to do it because they could not. And so here we are, a year later, still doing it. Uh, for everybody that's reached out to me with encouragement, uh, I really appreciate you. I do. Um, we've, we've had some fun along the way. We've looked at some things dealt with some things. We've grieved together. Um, it's been a blast. I had no idea when I started this just how big it would get, but doggone, it's uh, it's doing pretty dadgum good. So I appreciate y'all uh, more than you know. So one year anniversary, and we're going to get a great topic today, pet. <laughs> so so we're going we're gonna to cover pet today on this one year anniversary. It's not going to be a long episode. I've got to go out of town today. Uh, wasn't sure if JB was going to be able to make it today, but his son is a very good baseball player, and they're in a tournament, in a, the state tournament. And uh, so if they got put out early, he would have been here. Well, he's not here, so that means they're still playing. So good luck to him and his son in their baseball tournament. So you're going to have me. Like I said, it's not going to be a long episode, but being as uh, – Pets coming back around. Management's really going to start uh, implementing pet. There's no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. Uh, I've been told that. And so uh, we're going to cover pet a little bit. I tell you all that I've been told certain things about how management uh, really thinks they pulled the wool over our eyes and that I've been told that. I have people that I've worked with for years and years that are pretty high up in the Postal Service, in management, and we talk often. Uh, so whenever I hear of something new, I'll reach out to them, and they're, you know, they just tell me as it is. And so those are the ones that I talked to about this here. Um, uh, one that I've grown up with, uh, we were on a safety team together. Uh, he just reached out to me when it was signed, and he said, what are y'all thinking? <laughs> I was like, hey, I don't know enough about it. To even say anything, but he just messes back. He's like, Dad, gum, how would y'all sign that? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're going to handle business. We're going to educate ourselves and get ready for this thing, okay? Talked with an individual the other day. This is a little bit off topic, but we were at work going back and forth over a grievance, and, and he was asking about different things he should put in there. It was over the um, golden hour, you know, where management comes in, you can't talk. And so he messaged me, and I said, you know, this would be my argument. 
And then he messes back, you know, what about this? Can this be an argument? It's like, yeah, that could be an argument. Uh, I always look at it like this when we're dealing with grievances, when we're dealing with, with getting our contentions together, proving our position. When I was little, and I'm allergic to wash now. If wash stings me, I swell up something awful. But uh, when I was little, I was probably 11, 12 maybe. I was outside and I had one of those old tennis rackets, you know, the old wooden ones. And and we had a wasp nest in our air conditioning unit outside. And so I'd see them coming up, you know, so I decided one day that I'm going to kill, kill them, you know. So I get this tennis racket and I'm trying to swing at them, kill them. So I'm knocking a few of them down, you know, and step on them. And one of them gets up through the the tennis racket. It, it goes through the hole, and it stings me on my bottom lip. Now my mother's got a picture. Of this. I'm trying to get the picture of this. She's looking for it. I'm gonna get Lindsay to put it up on the Facebook page. It's hysterical. My lip, because it looks like I've inserted a banana into my bottom lip. That's how much it was hanging down. <laughs> I remember I couldn't pick it up. It was so heavy. It just hung down, you know, <laughs> and uh, traumatized me. But anyway, my parents felt so bad for me, they took a picture of it so they could keep it. And so uh, she still has that picture. And so she's looking for it. If she can find it, I'm going to get Lizzie put it up. Y'all can take a peek at that. It's hysterical. But anyway, this wasp found a hole and got up through there and, and stung me. That's how our contention should be. I want them to be so overwhelming. There to be so many things. We talk about arrows and the quiver. That's how it should be. That all we need is one argument to make it through. Just one argument to make it through whatever manager's throwing at us. All we need is one. That's it. I'll always say it. I remember there's an advocate. He doesn't do it anymore, but he said that he was in a removal case and he's, they're taking a break. He's walking down the hall and the arbitrator stand up against the hall. And as he's walking by, the arbitrator just whispers to him. He says, give me something, give me anything to hang my hat on. And I've always remembered that in arbitration. I'm throwing everything I can in there. Every single argument I can make, I'm throwing it at the arbitrator. I'm trying to give him something, anything to hang his hat on. Same thing with this wasp. I, I want something, anything to make it through. I don't care how big or how small the argument is. I need something, anything to make it through. And if I can get something to make it through to the arbitrator, I can possibly win this case. And so to anybody that's wondering, should I put this in there? Should I not? I would rather as an advocate have more than I need than not enough. I'd rather have more arguments than not enough arguments because there's going to be that one argument that we don't put in there that's, that could turn the tide. Okay, so anytime you're working on contentions, let's, let's make all the arguments possible. All right? Um, when we deal with pet, I don't know if y'all know this, but we're the only craft that every second of our day is accounted for. We're the only ones at the post office that work for the post office that every second of our day is accounted for. And these new memos made sure of that. Uh, I've harped on these new memos. I've harped on this thing here. 
I just don't like it. I don't like it. In the office, what do we have? We have a standard, 18 and 8, a 10-minute break. We have a fixed office time, 33 minutes or 43 minutes, where we're supposed to be doing things during that time. Now with this new scanner, with the new data, with them watching, every second, every second is accounted for. Every single one. Uh, so I don't know how it's come to that. I really don't. And I understand the beauty of this scanner, that this is revolutionized way that we inspect routes. And if that's the single most important thing to individuals, I guess that's great. That's not the single most important thing to me. The single most important thing to me is making sure that my carriers, my brothers and sisters don't get abused. And anything that we allowed to happen due to something we've signed off on, it does not make me happy. <laughs> if you look at the rural carriers, they don't have a standard of anything. Rural carriers, they're not watched every second. Manager doesn't care about them. They have evaluated routes. So they come in if they leave at 2 o'clock or leave at 9 o'clock. <laughs> they're evaluated routes. Mail handlers, they don't have a standard. A mail handler can sit on one tray of mail all day long, sticking that tray of mail. They can take two tubs of flats and stick them all day long and nothing ever said to them because they don't have a standard. Their union made sure of that. Clerks, they don't have a standard. They can sit up there all day long and not do a thing. Janitors, I've watched janitors sit at the desk of a supervisor all day. Station just dirty as hell. Nothing happens to them. You can go to ops. I've got a very good friend in ops. When I, go, when I do arbitrations, I'll go in and see them. Every one of them will have their feet up on the desk playing golf on their phone. And they'll do that all day long. Labor, same way. The city letter carrier is the only craft that has been allowed to have every second accounted for. Now, how we have let that happen, I don't know. It's happened. It's happened with these new scanners. Every second is looked at and scrutinized. Every second. An individual sent me a video of their training where it shows on the uh, computer screen what it looks like with this scanner. And it's got a little blue figure. If you're on a walking route, it has a little blue figure. And it'll, go, it'll show it go up to a house. It'll go up to the next house. It'll stop. It'll go to the next house and the next house, and then it'll get in the vehicle, and it's just a little postal truck, like a little animated postal truck, and it'll drive up to the next block. It'll sit there, and you'll see this little blue figure come out. It'll start walking, um, and those things are timed. All those things are timed. This is what management's looking at. Now, they say that local management can't see it, that we can't be disciplined about it, we can't be, get received discipline from it. Do you know what else they said we couldn't receive discipline from? Pet. Do you know what we've had to deal with in the past? Management disciplined us off a of pet. So we should have been smarter. Like I said, those people are much smarter than me, but I just know that we're the only craft that every second of our day is accounted for. And I think that that's complete horseshit. Let's get into some some pet. It's going to be a quick episode, like I said. 
just cover a few things on pet. I've got some arbitration sites I'm going to read to you. Now, Jeremy's going to have every bit of this up on the from arbitration.com. It's a uh, something that National has handed down as far as pet. And it's not bad. Uh, it, it's pretty good. It, it covers pet pretty well. But just with my manager telling me that uh, they got this super pet, whatever that is, and I'll try to figure out what that is and, and tell you all about it. But I do know that pet and DOAS are fixing to be utilized extensively because management is going to try to steal and cut and manipulate everything that is handed down from national. They've always proven that this pet thing has a memo. It can't be the sole determinant for discipline. And what does management do? They discipline us. They will never pay attention to anything that they're told. They will always cheat, steal, lie, manipulate, They'll always do that because if you have 100 stations and they can get away with it at one of them, then they've won. That's why I always talk about these smaller stations where people, the shop stewards, they, they don't know any better. They don't know any better. So if management can, can get over on them, they've won. If I've got two stations out of 100 where management has been able to say PET is the ruling document, these memos now have a standard. If they, if they get that over on us, They've won. They'll lose 100 to gain two. They're not stupid, as stupid as they are. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to educate as much as we can. Uh, that's what I've promised you, and that's what I'm going to do. We're going to educate as much as we can, all right? Uh, next week, hopefully JB will be in here, to, and he'll uh, cover the CCAs doing real care work. And then the next week, I think I'm going to do, uh, I've had a gentleman reach out a long time ago about uh, city rural dispute. We're going to do that because right now we need as much territory as we can get. And so we need to start that fight again, getting our territory away from rural routes. So we'll start that. I'll probably do that one the next week, okay? So pet. And this is a thing handed down from the NELC, and it's Mr. Christopher Jackson, uh, Director of City Delivery. He did it. And like I said, it's not bad. Uh, I'm not going to cover all of it. This whole thing will be up on the website. So get it and look at it because it does have some grievance starters, information at your request, a good issue statement, a good remedy. All right. But I'm going to cover what PET is. And I know JB in episode 52 he covered DOAS and PET and all those things and did a fantastic job. But I may do another one on PET later on and then another one on PET later on because this is where this is the future of management in the office. This is the future of how they're going to do us is, is this PET. I know that for a fact. All right, so we need to be well-versed on PET, shop stewards, carriers, CCAs, if you're listening. We need to be well-versed on PET, what it is, and how we can combat it, okay? I've had an arbitration before with PET. Uh, we were successful. It was in front of arbitrator Mayer, and uh, it's just a three-page decision he gave us. But uh, I'll talk about it a little bit, and there's a couple of others. We lost one. I'll talk about it because there's some good language in that as well. Uh, but we're going to be well-versed in PET, okay? Uh, that way, when management comes up in the morning, we'll know how to address them. 
when they start trying to give us mandates off a pet, which is happening in my installation, but we're doing a very good job of, of nipping that in the bud, okay? When you come in the, in the morning and you get on the clock, you're automatically behind the eight ball as it pertains to pet. You're already behind the eight ball, and you will never catch up when management is dealing with pet. My, my manager came up to me one time and saying, talking about this super pet, and I said, you know, he was talking about how much they were getting in trouble because the carriers at my station, we don't acknowledge it, obviously. And uh, he's like, management, management's just down my neck about this stuff, you know. I was like, do y'all understand the issues with pet? Yeah. I said, then that's on you. You understand that when you you come when I come in in the morning, I'm behind the eight ball and I'll never recover. Yeah. I said, then, then why are you in trouble? They understand that it's a flawed system. They understand that the system is flawed. Yet they're wanting you to come up to me and me accept a flawed system. And because I don't, Y'all are in trouble. Yep. Do you understand the ignorance of that? <laughs> That's ignorance by definition. You know that it's bad. I know that it's bad. I don't agree with it. So you're in trouble because I don't agree with it. That's management in a nutshell. That's their stupidity. But like I said, there will be some stations that don't know any better. This episode's for you. Okay. Here we go. Pet. Performance engagement tool. That's pet. Performance engagement tool. Okay. The, the biggest word in there is engagement. Because management from the onset will come up and tell you your leave time is this, your return time is that. There's no engagement there. This is supposed to be a conversation. If I have four feet of flats, I've got 33 minutes of fixed office time. I don't know how y'all do it, but generally if I have four feet of flats, I count that basically about an hour of stick time. That's an hour of casing time, four feet of flats. That's, that's generalities, okay? So if I've got 33 minutes of fixed office time without a break, we'll say this about an hour and 33 minutes, okay? And, and this is just a, an example because you may have flats, whatever. But just for generality's sake, if I have a... Four feet of flats, about an hour. So I'm going to say, i got about an hour and 33 minutes. Management will come up with pet, and they'll say, it looks like you have uh, 40 minutes of office time. Well, I'm already behind 45 minutes, right? According to pet. Because it does not consider fixed office time. It takes out fixed office time. It doesn't consider that. The only thing you're given is casing time and pulling down time. That's the only thing you're given in pet. So I'm already behind that eight ball, like I said. That's the problem with pet. But management will try to get it into these stations, I'm telling you now. They're going to try to get this into the stations, especially the smaller stations that may not know any better. So... Here's, here's the introduction. Performance engagement tool, PET, is the most recent computerized data generating program in a long list of previous programs designed by the Postal Service for use by its supervisors to project the daily workload of letter carriers. 
The way PET works is it attempts to compare a letter carrier's past street time performance and mail volumes with the current daily situation and then uses that information to determine how long the program thinks it should take a letter carrier to perform his or her duties on that day. The office time projection generated by PET only considers how long it would take to case and pull down the day's volume of letters and flats based on an 18 pieces per minute for casing letters, 8 pieces per minute for casing flats, and 70 pieces per minute for pulling down letters and flats combined. The office time projection does not allow for fixed office time to perform such necessary daily functions as vehicle inspections. Remember I was talking about that 27-point vehicle inspection we need to start doing every day? got to get ourselves programmed into doing that. That 27-point vehicle inspection, PET does not consider that. You, you, you don't, if you go out there and do it, it won't even recognize it. Stand-up talks, retrieving mail from the throwback case, withdrawing mail, retrieving or signing for accountable mail, etc. If a station has an office break, in some locations that time will be factored into the equation. But some locations do not consider office breaks when making the projection. So on sometimes when you, you get pet, when you look at it, they don't even have your, your break time in there. It's strictly casing time and pulling down time. That's pet. They don't consider anything else. So that's how much you're behind the eight ball as soon as you clock on in the morning. You will never recover due to pet. If they're telling you that you've got two hours of undertime, that's based off of PET. They're trying to steal your fixed office time, anything else that you do. Management is attempting to steal that from you when they give you their numbers based off of PET. They're attempting to steal from the letter carrier. That's all PET is good for is theft. Theft of my time. It goes on. The street time is also projected differently in certain locations. In some offices, supervisors will select one of four different street time options and apply that time to today's equation for PET to utilize in projecting the street time for that day. The four options are, one, the average street time for the same day of the week for the previous six weeks. Remember I talked about that a little bit last week on demonstrated performance. They're going to say based off DOS or whatever. With the last four Mondays you got back at this time. So that's the time you should be getting back today. That's demonstrated performance. We don't go by that. But it talks about that here. For example, if today is Monday, then one of the possible street time selections is the average street time recorded in DOS for the previous six Mondays. That's exactly what I said last week. If today is Tuesday, then the projection is the average street time recorded in DOAS for the previous six Tuesdays. That's demonstrated performance. That's the reason we don't consider it. One of the reasons we don't consider it, because we don't go by demonstrated performance. Every day is different. Two, the average street time for all delivery days during the previous six-week period. Three, the most recent PS Form 3999 time and four, the base street time. 90% of PET will go based off of a 39.99 time. When you get, if you got a month's worth of PET, you get a month's worth of the documentation for PET, and you look at the street time allotted. 
every day's the same. So if you went out on a $39.99 ride, management goes with you, and your street time was six hours. If you look at pet for an entire month, every single day will be six hours, regardless of volume, regardless of parcel volume. If I've got one tray of DPS, two tray of flats, they're saying that that's six hours of street time. If I've got double that, if I've got two trays of DPS, four trays of flats, two hampers full of parcels, they're saying that that's six hours of street time. It never varies. It never changes. That's the reason we don't consider pet is because it's full of shit. Your office time is cut down to the bare bones, casing and pulling down. Your street time is always the same. And this is what they're fixing to start using on us. They've already used it. It's been going on a while. But with my manager telling me that they have this new super pet, they're going to start implementing these things because of these new memos. They're going to attempt to steal from us because of these new memos. You got to remember, how much is it that you make a year? You get those things in the mail showing that this is this is your total compensation for the year with your annual leave, sick leave, and what you made. What is it, one hundred forty thousand? You know what I'm talking about those those letters they send out with your annual leave and sick leave and the time you make you you made one hundred forty thousand dollars, something like that ballpark. If management can take a route out of your station. That saves them a body. That saves them an employee. So that's a savings of $140,000 if they can get a route out of your station. Do y'all see now what's happening? They are going to attempt to steal from us to take routes away from us, being as they've signed these new memos. In a six-day count, what happens? If they come in and they said, well, it's projected two routes, What are they going to do in a six-day count? We're taking five routes. They'll make you fight for those extra three routes. If they said our numbers project two routes, we're going to take five. Well, for six months until that thing can go to arbitration, they're making a hell of a savings because those routes are gone. They're making a hell of a savings on that because those routes are gone. Watch, Watch this system here. Watch this program here. How much management is going to attempt to steal from us to take away routes? Now, once the parties get together, it's going to be a lot harder for them because the union's involved. But the things that they're going to do behind the scenes, pet, DOAS, uh, bullying us on the street, trying to say street standards now, the things they're going to attempt to do to steal from us is fixing to be biblical. I'm telling you. So, pet, in the morning when management comes up to you and they say, hey, uh, your leave time is uh, coming at 7. Your leave time is 7.30. I'd say, well, hell, I don't even get my my fixed office time then. Because I get 33 minutes of fixed office time. How do I get that if I'm supposed to be leaving at 7.30? Well, this right here is saying that you're supposed to be leaving at 7.30. What they've done is, is they're saying, this is how much mail you have to stick and their pull down time. It comes out to 30 minutes. That's what's going to happen. All right. Challenge them on that. 
you're going to say, no, I've got, I've got three feet of flats. That's 45 minutes. I get 33 minutes of fixed office time. So how's it 730? Engage them. When I talk about performance engagement tool, engage them. We're not going to argue with them, but engage them on that. Don't be pushovers when it comes to that. All right. If they continue to do that to us, if there continues to be an argument at our case every day because of PET and DOAS, we're going to say that they have now created a hostile working environment for us, and we're going to grieve that. All right? I've got some very good sites I'm going to read to you here in a minute about management being found in violation of 115.4 and the JSOV because they continue to push PET on us and, and continue to create a hostile work environment on us because we don't agree with PET. So anyway, let's go on. In some parts of the country, the only street time option for supervisors to select from are the PS form 3999 time, which is what you're going to see most of them done, and or the base street time. Again, most of these 30, most of these pets are off of the 3999 ride. Most all of them. While USPS has instructed its supervisors to compare the mail volume from previous days to the current day, when deciding which street time to select for PET, none of these are projections taking into account daily situations such as weather, parcel counts, traffic, construction, etc. That's what I was talking about earlier. Your street time is six hours. It'll be six hours for the rest of the year, according to PET. It doesn't take into consider if you've got one hamper parcels or ten, six hours. That's the reason it's a joke. Regardless of what option management chooses, the street time projected in PET starts when the incorrect office time ends, ensuring a misrepresentation of both office and street times. Did y'all hear that? Regardless of what option management chooses, the street time projected in PET starts when the incorrect office time ends, ensuring a misrepresentation of both office and street times. Here's what that's saying. If your boss tells you, you come in at 7 and he's like, uh, according to this, you need to be gone by 7.30. At 7.30, you're on the street. At 7.30, your office time ends, according to Pet, and you're on the street. So I'm going to be in the office another 45 minutes. And the timer's clicking, baby. I'm on the street. I should have been on the street 45 minutes ago. So management, upper management is going to contact the manager and say, hey, why is Corey still in the office? Uh, this says that he should have been gone at 7.30. It's 8.15. He's still in the office. Go ask him why he's still in the office. And here we go. That's what happens. I know that for a fact. At 7.30, Pet puts me on the street. It's going to tell them, Corey's not on the street. He's still in the office. At 8.15, Corey's still in the office. He's not on the street. And management's going to come up to me. Hey, man, upper management's killing me on this. you got to hit the street. I told you before, I'm going to come in and do everything that I'm supposed to be doing in this office. I'm going to do my my vehicle check. I'm going to rob my mail up. I'm going to use the restroom. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to bring my parcels over, go through those, whatever i got to do. 
I'm going to stick my mail, pull it down, and I'm going to hit the street. Whatever time that is is whatever time it is, baby. I mean, if you can't tell man, your boss is that, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know it's a flawed system. I know it's a flawed system, but you're, you're going to come up to me and try to hold me accountable for a flawed system. That's how stupid that is. It goes on. For example, if Pet says a letter carrier only has 30 minutes of office time, when in fact he or she actually has one hour and 15 minutes, <laughs> this is exactly what I've been saying, of office time, then the faulty office projection will start the projected street time while the letter carrier is still in the office. Of course, this will project a return time for the letter carrier earlier than what he or she more than likely will be able to achieve. That's what I was talking about with undertime. If they're saying, hey, look, you've got 45 minutes of undertime, I don't have 45 minutes of undertime. Your pet has projected me at 45 minutes of undertime because it's taken out my fixed office time and it's only given me credit for six hours on the street. And I've got twice the mail that you that when you use that from a 39.99 ride. Does that make sense? My projection will always be under. If I have an eight-hour day, I'll always be projected with undertime based off of pet. I'll always have undertime based off of pet. Because it steals from me my fixed office time every day. So every day I come in, I'm 33 minutes under with pet. Every day I come in, I've got 33 minutes of undertime with pet on a regular eight-hour day. Because it steals from me that office time. It steals it from me. It's intentionally made to steal. They say it's just a tool. It's a tool of theft. You know, somebody can get charged with possession of burglary tools. That's, that's a felony. It can be a misdemeanor, but it's a felony, a misdemeanor. Tools of theft. That's what pet is. It's a felony. It's a misdemeanor at best. It's a tool of theft because you steal from us every day we come in and you use it. It's a felony to me. That's what pet is. That's how egregious it is. Every day that I come in, you steal from me by that one document, by pet. It should be a tool of theft. It should be chargeable with a felony. <laughs> That's what pet is. It steals from us. It goes on. While this most recent attempt at projecting a letter carrier's daily workload may apply a different formula than used by any other management projection tool in the past, what hasn't changed are the responsibilities and reporting requirements outlined in Handbook M39, Management Delivery Services, and Handbook M41, City Delivery Carriers' Duties and Responsibilities. What else hasn't changed is NALC's ability to challenge the use of any such projection as the determinant of a carrier's daily workload or its utilization as the basis for disciplinary actions. These issues have been settled many times in the past in national-level settlements such as M1769. And I'll go over a few of these in a second. But that's the, that's the highlight of this thing. And then it has grievance advice. It's got an issue statement for you in here, which is very good. It's got facts. Uh, it's got the M documents in there. 
these if you if you're having issues with pet in your station this is a very good thing to have to defeat it all right if management won't back off of it now here's what management does they will discipline carriers based off of pet knowing that it's not going anywhere knowing that it's not doing anything it will never survive the grievance procedure discipline based off of pet will never survive the grievance procedure it will not they will kill that eventually <laughs> but they will do it nonetheless and so if we file a grievance saying that two issues management violated this m document they issued discipline and we want management to cease and desist they will withdraw that discipline and then it'll send this contractual case up to an arbitrator, and he's going to say, well, it's already been resolved because the discipline's been thrown out, so really there's no reason to be here. That's what they'll do, right? Because they always know that the discipline won't stand. That's what happened with me when I went to arbitrator mayor with it, but he gave me a good decision based off of it. Okay, so we'll, we'll touch on that in just a second. But this template, it has uh, M39 language in there. It's got uh, 115.4. It's got uh, 122.21 of the M39 handbook. So it's very good stuff uh, as far as a grievance starter, what you're going to need. Very good contentions for you. All of that's in here. It's got your remedy requested. And then it's got a conclusion. I'm not going to go over all that stuff. Um, just because I'll just be reading it to you. You can read it yourself. But uh, conclusion, it says, management's use of the performance engagement tool doesn't change the fact that it cannot be used as the determinant of a letter carrier's daily workload projections. Th that's as simple as it gets. That's as basic as it gets. When they come up in the morning and tell you that your leave time is this, ask them where they got that from. Tell them to show it to you, because they're going to have it right there in front of them. So if you don't mind, just let me see that, what you got there. They, they're going to know that they can't do it when you start doing that. But if they're going by and telling you that and you're doing it, they've won. They've won. If they're coming to you saying you've got an hour under time, what are you basing that on? Your last five Mondays. Well, that's demonstrated performance and you're getting that off a of pet. Challenge those things. Engage management on these things. These are one of the, these are some of the most critical things that we can do to save our time is start challenging management on these pets and doses and all these things they're going to start doing to us. We've got to start challenging them. Once they realize they're not going to get over us on us anymore, when we've got a good foothold as far as these new memos. It says letter carriers are still responsible for estimating the amount of time it will take to complete their assigned duties, and management still has a responsibility to manage that workload within the confines of the handbook language, as well as previous national-level settlements regarding the use of any such time projection tool. As stated earlier, the dispute over the value of management's daily workload projections such as DOAS and PET has been resolved previously and agreed upon national level settlements such as M1664, that's in here, M1769, that's in here. National level settlement 1664, which was signed on July 30th of 2007, and national level settlement M M1769, which signed on September 16th, 2011. 
These settlements very clearly state daily workload projections by management do not determine a carrier's leaving or return time or daily workload. Despite this fact, we still have too many offices where these settlements are ignored and workload projections create a breeding ground for disputes when a letter carrier fills out a PS Form 3996, Carrier Auxiliary Control, requesting auxiliary assistance or approval to work overtime in order to complete their daily assignments. And, and that's where a lot of our arguments are going to come in. We're going to come up to them, request a 3996. That's what JB's having to deal with in this installation now on a few stations. Management is actually telling them, well, based off of DOAS, you only need an hour and you've put in for two. Based off of PET, you only need an hour and you've put in for two. Management is actually saying that. That's a grievance. That's a grievance. And, and this thing has those grievance starters in there. So if management's telling you based off of, if you go in and you put up for two hours and they deny it, ask them why they denied it. Why'd you deny that? Well, based off my numbers, what numbers are you talking about? We, we've got to be a bolder union. We've got to be bolder as a letter carrier. Uh, we've kind of been put out there to the wolves with these memos. All right? But that's fine. We're going to educate ourselves, right? And we're going to make sheep out of these wolves. I promise you. They will become sheep because we're educated. All right? So when you turn in a 39.96 for two hours and management gives you an hour, ask them what's that based off of. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, it's got a very good thing. It says the following is some... Advice you can give to the letter carriers you represent on how to handle situations if these national level settlements are ignored, and they will be ignored, as well as how to how a PS form 3996 should be filled out. And I'm going to have an entire episode on 3996. If you go back to episode 52, JB did a very good episode on 3996. I'll do a complete episode on 3996 coming up, and we'll touch on this again, okay? This is generally, this is mostly just for pet, what it is, how we're going to combat it. But this is talking about the 3996, which is fantastic. And I'll go over all this stuff again on the 3996 episode. It's really good stuff. And so that's going to be that with that from NALC. Again, um, get on the website. Jeremy will have it on there for you. Pull it up and read all of it. Read it all, shop stewards, carriers, CCAs. Uh, if you're bored, get it, read it, educate yourself on it. You're going to become devastating when you educate yourself on PET and DOAS and how to combat those things. Be devastating when you deal with management. And the way to do that is not being an asshole or a jerk. It's through education. It's educating yourself. I've got a few sites I'm going to read them to you if you don't mind. The first one is the one I did. It's just a three-page decision, but it's he did a very good job. He just completely disregarded Pet, <laughs> Arbitrator Mayor. He was a very good arbitrator, very good. Um, and this is his award. He said, Management at the Menden installation is ordered to cease and desist using the Pet as the sole basis for discipline of letter carriers in the absence of demonstrated performance deficiencies 
or failure to complete the route within daily negotiated times. Management shall cease and desist from violating Articles 5, 19, and 41 by utilizing the PET as a sole measurement of determining route times instead of the official methods according to Handbooks M39 and M41. Again, this is a case where management came in there and I said, hey, look, all the discipline we issued has been settled. It was thrown out. So we shouldn't be here. I said, no, we're always going to be here. We're always going to be here because they threw it out because they know we're coming here. We'll always be here in front of you because management refuses to acknowledge the memo that they've been given. And so he did give me that. And that's great language. When he says that cease and desist from 519 and 41 by utilizing the PET as a sole measurement of determining route times instead of the official methods according to handbooks M39 and M41. So that's great language. Great language. Here's one from an arbitrator, Robert Brown. And he's a very good arbitrator. Uh, I had to study up on him when we were getting uh, putting in for arbitrators on this panel. He was one I had to study up on. He's very good. He denied this grievance, but he acknowledges the flaws in PET. And I'm going to read a little bit of his decision to you because it's pretty good. Even though we lost it, he, he kind of trashes PET. He says, the case grew out of a combination of factors. First, about half a year before this case was heard, a series of 13 closely spaced disciplinary actions related to street time were issued against carriers at this facility, and all were grieved. All of the discipline was resolved, either vacated or greatly reduced prior to the B level or by the B team. After this case was grieved or before this case went to hearing, the union perceived this flurry of disciplinary activity as emanating from the issuance and deployment of a new computer-based program called the Performance Engagement Tool, or PET which supervisors are instructed to use to evaluate street performance. He's got PET was the new system to which the issue statement referred. The evidence in this case regarding the PET was confusing and hard to follow. Several things were clear. First, there were aspects of the program as an analysis tool that might well have led supervisors to evaluate performance based on improper or overly rigid standards, such as a single-day 39.99 observation. Second, the resulting discipline was, when contested, set aside or reduced to official discussions because of such missteps, and past the point that the flurry of disciplinary actions was issued, further discipline was apparently not been inspired by use of the program. Given that the service has argued here that the PET program is simply one of several that are used to evaluate street performance and has asserted that rigid standards are neither proper nor being applied by the program, one can hope that the wording of the PET guidance materials misled supervisors into rushing into an improvident disciplinary action and that the use of the program has been fine-tuned to avoid further similar dispute. It is clear here that the PET program is an analytical tool not a set of rules, and at least for the sake of argument, possibly a flawed one, at least to the extent that it relies in part on a single $39.99. The service in its opening and at a hearing acknowledged that there were problems with it when it first was deployed, and all of the discipline that emanated from those problems has been resolved jointly with the union. 
You see what I'm talking about? They'll issue all this discipline, and then when we try to take their ass to hearing, then they're going to they're gonna do away with all the discipline. That's how they do. But if they can get over on one of us, then they've won. As the union has pointed out here, and management has affirmed, the standards for evaluating carrier street performance are well established by contract regulation, case law, and step four decisions, and the PET program is not put forward as any sort of reference, regulation, or binding authority on the application of those rules. To the extent it was utilized in a flawed way at the outset, the service has apparently pulled back from that application, and that is known in part by the fact that subsequent to the resolution of of discipline against 13 letter carriers, no new discipline is cited here by the union as being relevant to this case. What the union seeks here is, in effect, a declaration that wrong methods were used in deciding on issuing discipline in those 13 cases. By way of, f- of finding that the PET program is flawed and produces results violative of the national agreement. To the extent that was true, the resolution of the 13 discipline cases has already, either directly or, or by implication, accomplished that task. Had that not been so, then during the months that have passed since that time, additional specific disciplinary events or conflicts would most likely have arisen over the issue. So far as we know, none has. If they do in the future, they can be resolved in the same way as the others. So basically, he gave them a little win there, saying if this, this decision, saying if, if they're given discipline in the future, it's going to be resolved. But he talks about that, and then we asked that they be charged with violating the joint statement because of how they were implementing it. They were causing a hostile working environment for us because they continued to issue discipline. And he said, hey, issuing discipline in and of itself is not a violation of the joint statement. It happens all the time. Uh, He said in that they've acknowledged such because they don't issue anymore. So he didn't give us that. But I do have one where the arbitrator did do that. And it's Sherry Rose Talmadge. Sherry Rose Talmadge. And all of these are going to be on the website as well. Okay. This one is in front of uh, Sherry Rose Talmadge, and this is what she says. And this is to be a very good one to get and just read. It says it's her discussion, and this is what her discussion is. At issue is whether management violated Articles 5, 19, and 41 by using the PET based on 139.99 to establish a demonstrated street time by which carriers are expected to perform on a daily basis. The union met its burden of proof in this matter. Now, you see, here's Brown talking about a single day $39.99. Here's arbitrator Sherry Rose Talmadge talking about a $39.99. So when I told you earlier, when I went through those four things, and I said that management will generally use the $39.99, both of these cases, $39.99, all right? Because it's the easiest way for them to screw us over. The union acknowledged that management has the ability to develop and utilize tools such as PET, consistent with the national agreement to evaluate and manage the floor. The narrow issue is the manner in which the PET was applied to the carriers during the month of April 2016. The parties have established the method for evaluating city city letter carrier routes as defined in Chapter 2 of the M39 and Chapter 9 of the M41 which developed a method of averages for route evaluations. 
The PET is a management efficiency tool for estimating a carrier's daily workload, which uses an exact number of hours from one distinct day. The PET derives its information from DOAS. Although management has the right to utilize this efficiency tool to assist in its assessment of the carrier's workload and auxiliary assistance request, as noted in a number of Step 4 settlements, the PET cannot be the sole basis for disapproving auxiliary assistance request or approving more time than requested. And we talked about that earlier. When you go in there with your $39.99, the manager says, you put in for two hours, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one. Well, why is that? Well, because PET and DOA says you only get one. That's what she's talking about here. Then she goes over the step four, the 1769, which we talked about, and she goes over 1624. That's step four. Okay, they're both in there. Very good. John Carlson, program analyst for the Eastern Area, who wrote the PowerPoint used for the training of the PET, testified that the program's purpose is to assist supervisors in communicating with the letter carriers regarding work expectations. Carlson testified that the PET does not make projections. It is information for the supervisor to evaluate the PS Form 3996 request for auxiliary assistance. Carlson testified that this information is intended to help the supervisor engage in a better conversation with the carrier who can explain why he or she may need extra time. Then, based on the information from PET and the conversation with the carrier, the supervisor can tell the carrier when are the expected leave and return times. That doesn't happen. And that's flawed. In the present case, on February 17, 2016, Supervisor Swanson was detailed to the Orchard Garden facility, and on April 1st, when the PET became available at the facility, he began to utilize this tool with the carriers. Swanson began utilizing information derived from the PET to establish a street time projection for the carrier's routes, rather than using it as only one of his tools and involving the carrier in a conversation about his mail volume and other variables such as the makeup of the mail, percentage of delivery or weather conditions, before the carrier left for the street. By using the PET for the sole street time projections, Swanson did not evaluate requests for assistance, PS Form 3996, and assess any unusual circumstances or conditions that may have occurred. His use of PET to establish a street time projection for the carrier's routes and failed to have a conversation with the carriers about other variables prior to carriers leaving for the street, violated the terms of Articles 19 and 41 of the National Agreement. This unilateral change in the manner for establishing street time projections and assessing auxiliary assistance, which affected hours and other terms and conditions of employment, as defined in Section 8D of the NLRA, violated the terms of Article 5. The union also argued that the supervisor's action violated the Joint Statement on Workplace Violence and Behavior because it caused the carriers to feel harassed and stressful. Although no carriers were disciplined for failure to meet the time established by the PET, carriers were questioned by the supervisor about why they were not able to meet the projections, which ultimately created a hostile working environment. Two carriers testified that when Swanson provided them with PET projections, Without engaging in a conversation prior to leaving for the routes, they felt harassed and found his actions stressful because without conversation of the daily variables, these projections were at times difficult to meet and they felt accountable. That's what I'm talking about in these smaller stations. 
That, that one line is what I'm talking about in these smaller stations. Let me read that again. Two cares testified that when Swanson provided them with pet projections without engaging in a conversation prior to leaving for their routes, they felt harassed and found his actions stressful because without consideration of the daily variables, these projections were at times difficult to meet and they felt accountable. The time should never be met because you're stealing from me. I can never meet your projected pet times. But here's these carriers saying that they, they felt stressed because at times they, they were, it was difficult to meet those projections. That's what I'm talking about in these smaller stations who don't know. That's why we have to educate everybody. We need to make, every, make sure that every shop steward in the country is educated on pet. Every carrier in the country is educated on pet because it is fixing to spread like wildfire across this country with these new memos. Pet is fixing to be to be utilized agnosium across this country. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. She goes on. The T6 carrier testified that although he sought to meet the given deadlines, it was difficult to achieve the same pet projections for each route as the regular carriers, and therefore it was very stressful. See, shopsters, we got to nip that in the bud. We shouldn't have a T6 scared to death that he can't meet projections based off a of pet on each route. We've got to nip that in the bud as soon as we hear it. As soon as we hear that pet is being utilized as the sole determinant for leave times and return times, we've got to grieve it and stop it in its tracks. The parties intended the joint statement to cover all employees, including guaranteeing the right to be treated with dignity and respect. The letter carriers demonstrated that a lack of trust was created when management inappropriately utilized a new system for determining daily route times. This case is similar to the decision by arbitrator Glenda August, and I'm going to read from that in just a second. I pulled that one up for you in which she held that a lack of trust was created when management decided to utilize the demonstrated performance tool, the DPT, to call into question city letter carriers' daily performance in violation of the national agreement, which led to a hostile working environment in violation of the joint statement. However, in the present case, I note that after the branch president met with management at the formal A, the matter appears to have been resolved at the Orchard Park facility based on the foregoing, the grievance is sustained. So they're working the hostile working environment into these decisions. Very good ideas. They're trying to work the joint statement into these decisions. Very good idea. Even though we lost that, now I have a site where we have brought to, to light management's harassment of letter carriers. The arbitrator acknowledged that, saying, hey, look, when the branch president met, with a formal A, it seems to resolve that because if it continues, we can say, hey, look, you said last time, Madam Arbitrator, that it has resolved it. Here we are again. It didn't. It didn't resolve it because here we are again. That's from 2016. If it happens tomorrow, I would file a grievance saying, look, you ruled on this back here where it resolved it. Here they are again. They just went into hibernation. Now they're back. Hungry ready to devour something based off pet. Here they are again. And so hold them accountable. I'd have every supervisor and manager in this country sitting in that hot box in arbitration, sweating their ass off on these pet projections.
I would. If manage, I know that management is going to start using pet. I sat in on a teleconference. I shouldn't be saying this because I'm going to get my boss in trouble. But I sat in on a teleconference. My, my manager let me sit in on it. And I'm hearing the district manager at the time telling supervisors and managers that they are going to use PET primarily. They're not going to use anything else. We are going to use PET. You're going to put PET out there on the floor. You're going to run your office based off PET. He told them that. There was a single supervisor, a female. She she steps up and she's like, we can't use PET, though, to tell carriers when to, to leave and when to return. And he jumped her ass. He told her that I'm telling y'all we are using PET. You are using PET today, tomorrow, and forever to tell your carriers their leave times and their return times. That's what he said. So I, when I say that I know things are coming, I'm telling you I know things are coming. I've heard it with my ears. These things are coming. Prepare yourselves. Get yourselves educated on PET and DOAS and how to win those fights, how to fight those fights. That thing I just read to you, that thing that came out from NALC, it's got a grievance starter in there for you with the contractual languages in there. You're going to be statement-driven. All those things. Let's fire management's ass up on PET. You're going to tell somebody to go do that when you know that it's wrong. There's national-level settlements that tell you that it's wrong. Management does not care. Management at this level does not care. We're going to make them care through the grievance procedure. I told you in a couple episodes ago, the power of the 8190, the devastator of devastators. Remember that? The, the, the fangs of a jackal? That's the 8190. It can tackle anybody. This district manager is going to be held responsible with the 8190. The directives that are given will be held responsible with the 8190. Okay? Let me touch on this Arbitrator August decision that Ms., uh, that Arbitrator Talmadge uh, talked about. Uh, it's 32453, 32453. And again, Jeremy's going to have all these up there for me. I'm going to start on page, let's start on 12. In the case at bar, there are a few stipulations that affect the dispute between the parties. Notwithstanding the fact that the union alleges a violation of the joint statement based on management's use of the demonstrated performance tool in the Evansville, Indiana Post Office, they also have acknowledged management's rights to use the tool. The dispute arises according to the union in the manner with which the tool has been used against city letter carriers in their office. The union alleges that management in their zest to use the management-created tool has used the DPT to harass carrier to levels of performance not associated with the agreed-upon methods for determining time standards. Do you hear that? This is the DPT tool. Now, this is, this is prior to DOAS and, and PET being done so much, uh, and management has abused that. Here we have PET. Management has abused that. They will always, when I said that they're going to bastardize something, they're going to take these memos and bastardize them. This is what I'm talking about. They will take anything that we sign and they will abuse it. The DP2 tool, for God's sake, they abused it. PET, they abused it. DOAS, they abused it. 
They will always abuse anything that they're given because they're low-down son-of-a-bitches. That's, that's the bottom line. It's the bottom line. We have signed something at the national level. Management will abuse the hell out of that. While people are in their offices in the air conditioning, thinking about what a great thing it was that they just signed off on. They're going to have their feet up on their desk, sitting back with a toothpick in their teeth. Man, that was a great thing that we just signed off on. We're going to be down here in Hades, walking these routes, sweating our asses off, having these sorry bastards in the office utilizing, just misusing the hell out of these things because it's what they always do. It's who they are. It's in their bones. It's in their blood. It's their DNA. They will abuse every single thing that they're given because they do that. (laughs) That is who they are. That's what we're doing here. We're going to educate ourselves. We are going to become the wolves. Okay? We will become the wolves. To hell with anybody else. I will say that in every episode. To hell with everybody else. We're going to educate ourselves in spite of whoever signed these things. We're going to educate ourselves. And we're going to educate ourselves. We're going to become successful. And those people up there at the highest levels are going to say, see there, it worked. (laughs) And didn't do a damn thing. We're going to educate ourselves down here. They can pat themselves on the back if they want to. But we're going to educate ourselves down here. She goes on. The union maintained that the use of any management-created system or tool that calculates a workload projection does not change the letter carrier's reporting requirements outlined in Section 131.4 of the M41 Handbook, the supervisor's scheduling responsibilities outlined in Section 122 of Handbook M39, or the letter carriers and supervisor's responsibilities contained in Section 28 of Handbook M41. Additionally, according to the union, there is no time standard associated with the carrier street duties. How much did we talk about that last week? That's how important that is. She's put it in her decision. Additionally, according to the union, there is no time standard associated with the carrier street duties. She has that highlighted and underlined. That's how important that is. When I told you that's going to be one of the greatest things we have in our favor, that's what I'm talking about. The parties agree that there is no time standard with the carrier street duties. In management's own contentions, they maintain that the matter of the demonstrated performance tool, also called the list by the union at issue in the instant case, has already been disposed of in step four. And it has the thing there where the parties agreed that there is no set pace at which a carrier must walk and no standard for walking. Article 34 determines the methods to be used to change current or institute new work measurement systems at work or time standards, and the national agreement dictates that those changes must be done in cooperation with the union. That's what we touched on last week as well. Management, although provided certain exclusive rights under Article 3 to direct employees of the employer in the performance of official duties and to to maintain the efficiency of the operations entrusted to it, it must do so subject to the provisions of the remainder of the national agreement and consistent with applicable laws and regulations. 
And she goes on to talk some more about the DPT tool. She has a very good site from arbitrator Clark in here that she talks about. Uh, she cites him. So that'll be a good one for y'all. If you are fixing to combat this stuff and you will, you will. She references arbitrator Clark. And then she says, likewise, in the instant case, management first violated the national agreement with the use of the DPT tool to determine route times for city letter carriers. The M39, not the DPT tool, is the recognized method for, method for determining carry office and street times. Management was in violation of the National Agreement, Article 5 and 34, when they decided to unilaterally implement the use of the DPT tool to set reporting times for carriers in the Evansville Post Office. In the case at bar, management fell short of disciplining any carriers for failure to meet time established by the DPT. However, Carriers were counseled by their supervisor in his office, which potentially could be viewed as an investigative interview. As an arbitrator Clark cited case, the improper use of the DPT tool in this case is what led to resistance and animosity and ultimately created a hostile working environment for the carriers. She goes on to cite the JSOV. And she says, here the letter carriers at Evansville Post Office demonstrated that a lack of trust was created when management decided to utilize a new system for determining daily route times. The supervisor utilized a system which has been deemed inaccurate and best and flawed at its worst, but most importantly in violation of the national agreement. Now there's the DPT tool now. The arbitrator here is saying what? That it's flawed, it's inaccurate. What did arbitrator Brown say about PET? It's inaccurate. It's flawed. And they will use this shit on us time and time again. You know why? Because some places they may get over on us, and they've won. There may be a station with three or four carriers down there that don't know. They've won. Okay? Here she's saying the DPT tool is inaccurate at best and flawed at worst. And they're going to use that on us. The distrust of the flawed system then led to a hostile working environment, which is contrary to parties' intent and in violation of the joint statement. Based on the foregoing, the grievance is sustained. Management shall cease and desist from violating the Articles 5, 19, and 34, as well as the joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace. By utilizing the DPT tool as a sole measurement of determining route times instead of the official methods according to Handbooks M39 and M41. That's 32453 now. C32453. Let's fire management's ass up with grievances on this pet. Okay, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. Teacher carriers how to recognize it. Questions to ask. Where are you getting these projections from? When you say that I need to be leaving at a certain time, where are you getting that from? Show it to me. If they won't, you request it and tell them that we're going to start filing grievances for a hostile working environment because you're holding my carriers to an, a standard to a projection with a flawed system. It's been recognized as flawed. Get ahead of it. I don't care about a district manager. I don't care about an area vice president. I don't care about anybody that's telling them to do these things. The 8190 is superior to all of them. It's the apex predator. It, it knows no title. It just doesn't. It does not care about a title. The 8190 is fixing to become a beast for us. Utilize it early and often. Educate yourself on PET, okay? 
hopefully this helped. I'm sorry I was so rushed. I, I didn't know if JB was going to be able to do an episode. I scrapped that together this morning for you, so I apologize if it was rushed. I'll do more episodes on pet, all right? But th- this will kind of get you your foot in the door as far as learning of the pet. Uh, JB, like I said in episode 52, did a fantastic job on pet. But this is where this is where the post office is going. This is where it's headed. Okay, uh, I've heard it with my own ears. I have people that I trust in management. I know that sounds crazy as much as I dog them, but I've got I've got my people, just like I'm sure they got theirs. But I got mine that help me out. That call me. Hey, heads up, this is coming. That they've been talking to me. Um, you know that's part of the benefit of being where I've been. But pet, we're going to combat it, folks. Okay, uh, we've kind of been left out here uh, afloat at sea, but uh, we're going to handle our situation. I promise you that. I-, I give you my word on that. We'll be educated uh, more than at any time in the history of this union. We're going to be educated. I, I see things happening here with our union. Uh, there's a ground roots effort in spite of whoever else. There's a ground roots effort to educate ourselves by people reaching out to me, the things that I see, the things that I hear. There's a ground roots effort, and it couldn't come at a more important time than these memos. We're going to educate ourselves. We're going to be the most educated union at the post office. Okay. Enjoy this ride. We're fixing to become devastators in spite of things. <laughs> All right. Hey, one year anniversary. There's your pet episode from a one year anniversary. <laughs> not very appealing and it's not very entertaining, but uh, it's necessary. It's super necessary. But like I said, you know, management, to show you how much they think of us and how much they think of this program. When it came time to, to send their best to implement this thing with our best, they sent a gentleman who had been charged with falsifying clock rings. He had been found guilty of falsifying clock rings. To me, you're the lowest human being that there is in the post office when you falsify clock rings because you're trying to steal from my people. If not, you wouldn't have falsified clock rings. There's no reason to do that. Unless you're, you got ill intent. You're trying to steal. So management sent their best. They sent a person who falsified clock rings to sit down with us and say, let's come up with a program. To, so, to say that I don't trust it is an understatement. It's an understatement. I've had two people from extremely high positions reach out to me. Very good friends of mine in extremely high positions with the Postal Service asking, what in the hell were y'all thinking? about this memo last week when i told you they think that they bamboozled us that they tricked us that they gave us the okie doke it's because of those two people that reached out to me okay i will never say their names because i don't do that shit but they have told me that upper management thinks that they've bamboozled us they've given us the okie doke they pulled the wool over eyes let me tell you not on my watch (laughs) No, sir. No, sir. 
I will educate as much as I have to educate to make sure that we're on top of this. When I said last week that they're going to rue the day that they did this, that's what I'm talking about. You think you're going to pull one over on me? I don't know about anybody else. I don't talk to anybody else. I don't know who they are. Me? No, sir. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. No. No, sir. I'm not going to be anybody's punk. Okay? Not this one. So we're going to get educated, folks, okay? My brothers and sisters, we're going to educate ourselves, and we're going to be ready for them. Saving our routes, okay? That's what these are all about. Hopefully we'll have JB in here next week. He can do us a good episode on CCAs doing rule. Now, that's important because of Article 8. Got some issues there. And then I'm going to probably do a uh, city and rural dispute. Uh, it's going to be very technical, very in-depth. Um, new shop stewards, hang in there with me. But right now, when we're fighting for time, let's also be fighting for territory. Okay? Whatever territory we can get, we need to be getting it. All right? Uh, so we'll do that in two weeks. All right? I promise you that. That gentleman has been reaching out to me. I've not forgotten about you, my friend. I promise you. Uh, so in two weeks, I'm going to have that one. It'll be very thorough, very in-depth. Okay? We'll try to get some of our territory back. All right. Well, thank you all for a year, man. Thank you all for listening to me. <laughs> I don't know why you do, but thank you for listening to me. Uh, it's been a year already. Doggone. Last July. Mercy. All right. Y'all have a fantastic week. Hey, fight. Fight, 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 and keep fighting. Do not ever give up. Do not ever back up. Do not ever give in. You fight. Okay? We're going to fight. I promise you that. I will fight with you as long as you want to fight. I'm going to fight with you. Okay? So y'all take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Be safe out there. Please. It's hot. Please tell your people to take breaks as needed. Take care of your CCAs. Make sure that they got plenty to drink. Stay hydrated. Get into air conditioning if you need it. Uh, To hell with management, what they think about anything. Take breaks as needed. It is hot. Please take care of yourself, okay? I do not want to hear any of my brothers and sisters to come into this heat, all right? That's up to us. Don't leave it up to management. They don't care what happens to us, all right? Y'all have a great rest of the week, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, all right? Bye-bye.